Link for Learning. Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Link for Learning, strengthening the partnership between parents and teachers in education. You can find show notes and leave your comments at www.linkforlearning.blogspot.com. Just remember to use the numeral 4 in the middle. I'm Penny Ryder, currently teaching first grade in Australia. In this episode, I want to provide some direction for supporting and encouraging your children once they've learnt to read and have begun reading independently. But before we get started, I'd like to thank those of you who voted on my poll about how you like to find out what your child is learning at school. The most popular means were regular emails and talking with the teacher, whilst the least popular was a class newsletter. I've been testing this out in my class with regular emails to my parents, uh, updating them on things as a distributionist as well as uh, individual notes to parents about things I've observed in class and it seems to be working really well so thank you for your input with that. I'd also like to go through a few websites that I've found over the last couple of weeks. The first one I'd like to share is one brought out by the National Literacy Trust in the UK. It's called Talk to Your Baby and it's some quick tips that you can download in PDF format. Uh, another one relating to babies is the top five books for a baby in a blog post by Sandra Foyt. She suggests five books that she would buy for a brand new baby. These might be relevant to you or at least uh, of interest. Early Years Are Learning Years is a section in a, in a website um, re- reviewing some of those things we've discussed about helping support children in the early years with their reading. FamilyEducation.com also has tips for Uh, what your child might be learning at each grade level and how you can support them. They also have a screening for kindergarten uh, readiness uh, test that you might like to do with your child but I had a look at it and I wasn't really sold on it and there were some things I didn't quite like about it but you could check it out for yourself and determine if it's something that you'd like to use. And last but not least is Parents as Partners at EdTech Talk. It's a webcast that usually runs for about an hour and it's uh, supporting parental involvement and effective strategies to connect parents and teachers in supporting student achievement. So along the same line as what this one is, except it's uh, parents and teachers discussing educational issues uh, in real time. So you might want to check that one out as well. So, moving on. Now we've come to the point where your child has learnt the basics of how to read and can read quite independently. So where do we go from here? And as I searched around on the net for ideas to share with you, I found it was a bit of a desert wasteland. But from my experiences, it's not time to just step back and leave them to it. Now is the time for helping your child to consider their own personal tastes and interests, Now is the time for building connections and thinking about different perspectives and now is the time to begin setting up strong study habits and the ability to gather information from a variety of texts. Today we're going to be focusing on those first two as when I started planning out the podcast I found that adding the research topics would be a bit much today and I think that I'll include that for the next one as I'm trying to keep these podcasts under 10 minutes for you. So let's begin by looking at considering personal tastes. So um, in order to do this, we want to expose children to a wide range of reading materials. We've talked about this a bit before, but today I'm suggesting that we include some joke books. Uh, I often find that earlier the jokes go over their heads, but as their vocabulary 
develops, kids start to understand the meaning behind um, different versions of words and they're more capable of um, understanding jokes. So this is a good time to be considering how to use joke books to develop your child's sense of humour and explore that further. Uh, it's also good to encourage a child to try cooking or making something from a written procedure in a book. Following a procedure is a, an excellent skill to have and I know the Osborne publishers have a number of books teaching craft activities and sci science experiments and they've got great illustrations to support the text so you might want to check those out. Uh, it's also important at, at this stage to be helping your child to see the different purposes for reading. So begin by talking about your own reasons for reading different materials. If you read newspapers to check out the real estate, you can point that out to them. Uh, you might read magazines while you're waiting for your dinner to cook at a takeaway store and you m might use that to find out the latest goss in Hollywood. Uh, then you might read a book for enjoyment. I pick up a uh, encyclopedia to find out more about a topic of interest. So help your child to see how you use different materials for different purposes. Introduce your child to magazines or newspapers. I show them how they're set out and where they can find different themes. Talk with your child about what he or she is reading and as your child begins to read novels you might like to get a copy of the book as well and read just a little ahead of your child so that you can think up some discussion points once they've read the same section. Ask your child about their perspective of the events and share yours. Make connections from the book with your own lives and talk together about the character's development. This is uh, one of the ideas that was given to me by another teacher at my school and uh, he feels that this is a good way to keep in touch with what your child is reading and to help them to think a bit more about how it relates to their own lives and uh, how they can grow from reading these books. When you finish reading a book with your child you might like to consider leaving a book review online. Uh, some public libraries have book review sections on their websites or you could use buildingrainbows.com which has a simple form to fill out. Shelfari has some limit age limitations. I think you need to be 13 to become a member with them. But it looks to be a great social networking space around favourite books and reviews. And it's a more polished site than the buildingrainbows.com. Um, but as I said, it has age limitations. So this could be a great space to work in as a family as you build discussion and interest around books. And then later your child can set up their own one once they reach 13. Goodreads.com offers the same sort of deal, so check them out and see how they suit your family. Both of these sites were recommended to me by Anne-Marie from My Readable Feast. Uh, it's a site worth checking out um, because she has all sorts of great tips and resources for bringing families closer with children's books and a pinch of cooking. So you might want to check that out. That's, uh, I'd really recommend that one. Kids Off the Couch is another great resource for keeping families active. Uh, they recently published a post called Masters of the Night, which began with a book called Stella Luna and took them on a whole adventure in the quest to find out more about bats. Reading this post made me wish that I was a kid again. One last great way that I'd like to mention um, for keeping your kids interested in reading is to read the book and then see the movie. This leads to lots of discussion about preferences and allows you to think about the Hollywoodization of stories. 
So there are a few tips for this week. Like I said, next time we will cover uh, how to improve those research skills and set up for positive study habits. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out the show notes at www.linkforlearning.blogspot.com and until then, be inspired, inspire your child and learn to love to learn.